0: Hello, welcome to our podcast. This is Stephanie Young. And this is Hannah Wiles. Today we are going to discuss the story of civil civil peace by Chihuahua Achebe. A little background to this story. um, It starts when the Nigerian War began in 1967 when the division uh, between its people occurred. Uh, The southern regions wanted independence, um, and so they started this war. um, They were called the Biafrans, and the war lasted about three years, and then the Biafrans surrendered. Uh, There were many problems for the Biafrans people throughout the war, including um, little training as soldiers, um, no real weaponry, and problems with starvation. The story, civil peace begins in the aftermath of the war with the returning soldier Jonathan, a wigbu, and he returned home to his wife and three children, and we get a glimpse of his um, positive attitude he has despite all that he has been through. And so, Hannah, what do you think about Jonathan returning from the war and? In the beginning of the story, it talks about, um, you know, what he's returning to as far as his family and how many are left. And he, you know, he claims uh, he calls himself extraordinarily lucky. What, what do you think about that?
1: What I say about that, um, Jonathan, when he first comes home, he's expecting no one to be there. He's expecting the worst possible scenario possible. Um, he's probably expecting, you know, none of his family to be there. I mean, it could be, you know, Maybe his home is gone. Maybe all of his friends are gone as well. When he gets home, he sees and three of his children. He had four children originally, but he lost his son. And despite losing a son, he still considers the three of his children a blessing to be alive. Rather than, you know, being devastated. Of course, he might feel devastated that he lost one of his sons, but also extremely happy that he still has part of his family alive. And along with that, it, he has his standing and it's still, you know, um, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> okay. That's okay. Um, but everything's still there. And he's, he's looking at everything, expecting the worst thing possible. And you know, and he, then he says nothing puzzles God because God, he want, wants the best for everyone, supposedly. Right. And when he comes home, he see he wants, you know, he's expecting everything to be completely an utter de- devastation. But, you know, he sees his family, he sees his home, and he's probably thinking, why? And this is amazing. Why am I, you know, blessed with all these things that I have? Right. But, yeah.
0: And um... I think, I think so too. I think, you know, that he, he, he sees, you know, his family and he's just feels, you know, everything else just doesn't matter as long as his family is there. And yes, he lost one son and how devastating that may be, but he does, you know, he, he does still feel blessed because he, he does still have his wife and three other children. So I agree with
1: that completely. Mm-hmm. And another like to bring up to you is the, the little bike that he has home um it's one small meaningless little thing that you know could mean a lot to him I mean he was expecting his family gone in his house and then he sees his little bike which you know isn't much more important to him what do you think about that
0: I agree completely to you know to us a bicycle uh in this uh day and time is is nothing it's it's you know nothing at all to to run out and replace a bicycle but in in their, their time and and all that they were going through um you know he he almost lost that bicycle to um, one of the commanding officers and then he ended up swapping money for it and he hid the bicycle so to return to where he hid the bicycle and it still be there and only need you know some minor um, upkeep, you know, some oiling and all that, um, for it to still be there. He he just felt so blessed, and he, you know, just kind of to himself thinks nothing puzzles God. It doesn't surprise God that the bicycle is still there, and that, you know, that Jonathan mm-hmm. is going to immediately put it to use in um, trying to raise some money, you know, to get back to his family. So he he immediately oils it up and then starts using it as somewhat of a taxi. Um, to carry the camp officials and their families um, across this, you know, wide stretch to the nearest road, and so after he does this, you know, for quite some time, he ends up saving up quite a bit of money and is able to return home to what he hopes, you know, at this time he still doesn't know if his if his family and his house are there, but you know he's in hopes that all is there, and so he he wants to take some money back with him to to get a good start upon his return. So, you know, to, like I said, to us, this bicycle is minute. It's, it's nothing. It's, you know, a bicycle. Most kids don't even ride bicycles these days, but right to, to him, you know, it was a major thing to return back and find that bicycle and be able to put it to use and raise some money to return to his family with. So,
1: right. It's always the little things that might bring some happiness and joy and in- possibly better outcomes right and uh well, so, thing is, um one other thing is with um when he was trying to raise the money he kept encouraging his family to keep going and to you know along with his children to make the best of a situation with you know his children collecting mangoes and selling it to the soldiers wives and trying to also trying to imitate their father maybe trying to get some more money to take care of themselves which is honestly very uplifting about his care
0: exactly teaching his children right Mm -hmm. so you know when he does return back to his community um he finds another you know miracle or what he considers is a miracle and, and a surprise in that his his home is standing and so you know again he thinks nothing puzzles God, you know, what do you think was going through his mind when he, he enters his community and goes down his road and there sits his house that's, that's still standing? What do you think that meant to him?
1: I think, you know, that his home, I mean, that's where he's probably brought up his children. That's where all of his memories are of his family. And what it said also, there are a lot of homes that were destroyed and a lot of memories mm-hmm. of right. for families that are gone. But he is, his is still there, and it probably is emotional for him that, you know, why was he, why did he luck out at having his home being there instead of everyone else's home being there? You know, it could probably be, you know, now meaningless to him, now, now that he's just got his family, which is more important to him more than anything. Um, he could be feeling just a lot of uh, overwhelming emotions and feeling, you know, thankful that everything is still there, even though he might not need it in the future.
0: Right. I think he too, you know, he, he feels blessed to still have his home where other people, like you said in the area had lost their homes. And so he feels blessed for it to still be standing with only some minor damage Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, he's able to hire a small carpenter and fix quickly. Um, So again, I I agree. I think he just feels overwhelmingly blessed Um, and, but he knows that this, none of this surprises God. God, you know, God had all of this planned out already. So,
1: Mm -hmm. and, uh, along with him finally coming at the end of the day and having that money left over, um, it says later on the story that whenever he's finally settled with his family and they're trying to get some rest for the day, there are these thieves that are trying to come in and try to take Whatever is left of people's you know stashes that they have left from the war and they try to come to they try to threaten his family while they're in their shelters doing what they can trying to get some rest and they try to steal more money than they have on them and their lives are being threatened at the moment what do you think what do you think jonathan is feeling in that moment stephanie
0: you know, I think at that time he probably feels um, um, he's frustrated. I'm sure he's he's upset because, you know, this the way he received this money was um, he had been going back and forth to the his old job to the coal corporation um, for several weeks. He'd been going back and forth just to see if they were going to open the doors back up, if he was going to be able to get his job back, and. And, you know, eventually he realizes that that's not going to happen. And he's seeing his old co-workers that are homeless and starving on the streets. And and then, you know, he's he's frustrated with that situation. And then all of a sudden, you know, up pops God once again. You know, nothing puzzles him. So he provides with um, they come and they swap his friend money out. Um, for 20 pounds. I think it was that they gave him for his rebel money. So he's, he's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's very protective of this money as he travels back home and then he gets home and these thieves come. And so he's, he's frustrated once again, like I cannot just catch a break and you know what we need this money to provide for our family. But at the same time, he's willing to do anything to keep war from breaking out again, to protect his family you know, those are his family, you know, he says throughout the story that all of these things he's blessed and he's thankful for, but for the most, mostly he's thankful for his family that's still remaining. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he just, he gives up this money um, because if it saves his family, then he'll, he'll give up whatever he has. So that's what he does. But, you know, the next morning, nothing else like nothing ever happened he pops right up out of bed he gets everything ready the children pop up out of bed they're helping out the wife starts fixing breakfast for the neighbors again it's like nothing ever happened they know that they have to continue going on they have to persevere through this and just keep going despite everything that you know they've been through just keep going keep pushing forward keep persevering through Mm -hmm. all the hardships so you know i think this is um And in my opinion Hannah I think this is a great story of how being positive having faith in in God and and faith in yourself and your family you know depending on your family and everybody pitching in to provide it's a great story that that um that shows that perseverance in each and every one of them so um I mean what are your thoughts what are your overall thoughts on the story how do you what do you think that is?
1: I think it mostly shows the resilience that human beings have mm-hmm. whenever there is utter chaos around us and how one resilient person can multiply, how that, that behavior can, multi- can um, pass through other people, maybe children. And he, how, like, how he saw his children completely terrified in that situation. He still got up, got them ready, got them ready for the next day. And it just shows how resilient people can really be in dire situations. Yeah. And that's the moral of the story is that, you know, despite everything going wrong, you need to have faith. You need to have that, you know, thought behind in the back of your head that, you know, everything will be okay as long as you keep going. Right. And okay. that that is what I would say would be. The moral of this entire story is that despite chaos, you need to get up and keep going. Right, I agree.
0: I agree completely. Well, Hannah, it's been fun. Um, it's been I lovely. Hope, <laughs> I hope that everybody uh, gets something out of our podcast, and um, everybody, you guys, have a great day. And um, thanks, Hannah.
1: No problem. Thank you, Stephanie. You have a nice day. You too.